Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So, of course, the hostage situation is 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 very unclear. It's hard to know how many of the hostages are still alive. What kind of a state they're in? What the status of the negotiations are? I heard that that uh, Hamas were coming back by seven o'clock. Then I saw that some I read somewhere it was rejected, but then it wasn't rejected. Very very confusing. And I just wonder if this is deliberate or if this is reflects maybe a lack of cohesion within Hamas. Mike Ben Avi is a former Israeli police IDF member. He's a recent Search of counterterrorism, and uh, I just wanted to get a sense from him as to what the Israeli going on. A very good morning to you, Shavuotov. How are you doing? Good morning, Howard. Shavuotov to you and all your listeners. I'm doing great. Thank you. So this is it's when we look at what's going on here. It's very hard to really understand, but sometimes the chaos around it reflects something as well. What, firstly, before we even go there, give us a, a sense of where this hostage deal is actually at. Okay, so last night, um, the Israeli media and everybody in Israel were anticipating an answer from a Nazi terror organization that just almost four months ago massacred over 14 Israeli citizens. And we were waiting for their answer to whether they agree to our terms of a, some sort of a hostage slash terrorist prisoner deal. And what happened was that we learned again that we can no, we can no longer negotiate with them because what it does is just taking the price, quote unquote, of the hostages and raising it up and up and up each time. And let me explain. Hamas rejected the deal because Hamas wants international guarantees that the fighting will stop. They pretty much want to end the war. Israel's position is not to end the war until they remove Hamas from power and they just destroy all their military infrastructures. This is what where the problem is. Now, there are tremendous efforts by both the Qataris, the Egyptians, the Americans, of course, and the Israelis. But it all boils down to a decision of one man who is right now hiding 50 meters under the tunnels in Gaza. So, so the decision is going to be his. Does he, the fact that he hasn't come back with a, a, a firm answer, even though Egypt, Qatar, is is uh, I, I would imagine is pressurizing him to do so and pressurizing them to accept the terms. What does that, that what does that signify? Well, we know the man Yehi Sinwar, Hamas uh, leader in Gaza, is a psychopath. We all know that from before. Mm. He is not a person to negotiate with. You know, uh, right now the only messaging uh, that that go back and forth between him and the negotiators or via notes and delivery person. Nobody's really directly talking to him about that. He's got two goals. Hamas and Gaza, they have two goals and both goals contradict each other. 
A, they want to release Hamas terrorists from Israeli prison. They want to release all of them for all the hostages. And they want to maintain their rule in Gaza. So pretty much they want to tell Israel, you're not going to win the war. You're not going to, uh, you know, fulfill your objective. So this is where we're standing. And I think, and a lot of people in Israel also think, that the only way to reach a deal is to increase the pressure. We're very close. Israel is very close to finish Hamas off. And for some weird reason, everybody in the world, and especially the United States, is trying to stop us from doing so. Why would, why would that be? Why would the United States want to uh, support something that might prevent Israel from destroying Hamas? Because destroying Hamas in the full uh, aspect of the word, meaning an Israeli ruling over Gaza for years to come. Somebody is going to, I mean, nobody wants to take over. The Americans want the PLO to take over. And for Israel, it's, uh, it's the same, you know, in Yiddish, there is a saying, it's the same lady with just different dress. Mm, mm. So uh, that's pretty much what it is. And that's the main core of the issue. I mean, the Biden administration's main goal, and right now they're in an election year, they're going through tremendous pressure from the far left in the United States, and they're trying to stop the war and prevent it from turning into a regional war, which they'll be forced to interfere in, and also bring back the PLO, which Israel will not accept, the Netanyahu administration will not accept, but the left in Israel would love to have that solution. But that's, again, that's, that's a national suicide. If Israel loses this war, we lose our right to exist here. And I'm not trying to speak big words here. This is the reality. Yeah, it's, there's, there's very little doubt about it. What about the pressure, though, from inside Israel, the families of the hostages pressurizing Netanyahu to do a deal to release them? Um, you know, it's, it's a ticklish situation because our hearts, I mean, we don't want to be in their, in their position. So they have all the right in the world to put pressure, they want their loved ones home, they don't care how and when, that's their objective. But like I said before in the interviews here in this station, you know, we have to put Israel's interest first. Right now the pressure is there, but I think that Netanyahu and his government are firm. And Netanyahu just stated that the other day that the main objective is to destroy Hamas and then bring the hostages. Mm-hmm. Once I'm, I'm chatting to you, the, the comments by Ben Gvir and the, that element of the, of the coalition, is that causing, obviously it's causing damage, there's no little doubt uh, in terms of Israel PR, in terms of the relationship with, with the United States, but is that causing damage within Israel? Um, well, no, because it's a, it's a matter of right and left. The people on the right will agree with him. I mean, if you have to look at what he says, he, he wasn't wrong. However, it's not his place to say. He's not part of, you know, the American domestic politics. And right now, the situation is very, very fragile. And we have to, to have Netanyahu, which is his main mastery, is to navigate between options. And what Ben Gvir did was terrible, but I don't think people, you know, aside from the, the, the people in the opposition and, and Benny Gantz, 
and not a lot of people pay too much importance to what he said because you know in the end of the day he's he's a new politician he's he's controversial so we shouldn't really pay too much attention to that unfortunately it doesn't really work that way because he is speaking on a global stage so although we might know that and we might dismiss him uh, the, the the problem is that uh, that he is speaking uh, internationally. Is there any chance that Yair Lapid and his party will replace him in the coalition? Well, that means the end of the Netanyahu government. So ultimately, it's up to Netanyahu. If Netanyahu decides that he wants, you know, full consensus and he wants the you know the majority of the Israeli people to stand behind any decision, then yes. And I think Israel needs it. However, right now, um, if that happens, I, th I see the government, uh, well, the next election, the Likud party and Netanyahu will be done. I mean, nobody's going to vote for them. And Ben Gvir, mm -hmm. Ben Gvir will, will, will get bigger and bigger. Interesting. And then that is what happens uh, at a time like this. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, that the Israeli yeah. public, uh, the yeah. Israeli public, I'm sorry, one last thing, Howard. Sure, the Israeli sure. public went far right after October 7th. Of course. We can understand why. Mm. And, you know, I, to me, I just wish for a solution, just period. <laughs> Oh, absolutely right. Mark Benavi, who is a former Israeli police IDF member, he's a research in counterterrorism. He runs a news blog called Israeli War, Israel War Info Uncensored on Twitter. You can follow him and get more information.